Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Ham and Spam Retro Review, the podcast where we like to review retro games, movies, TV shows, and everything in between. Check us out on all the social medias, including Twitter, where you can find us at Ham and Spam Games, Instagram, which is also at Ham and Spam Games, Facebook, at Ham and Spam, and even YouTube. Just search Ham and Spam Retro Review. For more content, check out our friends Nick, Brandon, and also Clint on their podcast, Talk or Go Home. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Ham and Spam Retro Review, where we review retro and nostalgic stuff. Until now. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, this is our season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that we don't have to write anything on our hands that says, not Penny's boat, because that would be heartbreaking. <laughs> but yeah, season three, this is this is the, uh, the end of season three for us. We're going to go a little hiatus. Uh, get some stuff straight and come back in August. So looking forward to a little bit of a break. Um, some some things that's going on. We we learned that the uh, Jesse from Finish the Fight is stepping away from the podcast for a little while. Uh, maybe maybe forever. We don't know yet, but he uh, just needed a little bit of a break from things. So we wish him uh, the best of luck going forward and. Uh, hopefully finish the fight will continue on as always check them out yeah absolutely those guys have been really good to us since we you know became podcasters ourselves and they're definitely the definitive podcast for halo absolutely the whole halo universe not just the games they do the books the comics um any kind of um video stuff that's been going out all, all the games not uh, mobile games as well what if they'd ever go into Marathon, which was Bungie's IP before they did Halo? I don't know, but they, they did go into Destiny a little bit. And then, of course, they've branched out to other games as well. Mm-hmm. So the depth that they go into with um, the Halo games that, that we've all kind of known that they've gone into, they've gone into that same kind of depth with these other games as well. So very uh very thorough very in-depth much deeper than we go absolutely we we like video games we play video games we talk about video games those guys go so deep it's in a whole different level they're in like a an advanced submarine looking for the titanic <laughs> and we're we're in a john boat with a <laughs> oh, no we're in the kiddie pool kicking our feet around <laughs> swatting, saying wouldn't it be cool mosquitoes <laughs> Also known as the official bird of Alabama. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> I figured you'd like that. Uh, so for our season finale, Hammy and I wanted to do something kind of kind of retro, kind of new, kind of still, you know. It's retro in the fact that we've always liked Godzilla. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's about as well. As it I was is. trying to set up the spoiler alert. Uh, we are going to talk about the new Godzilla versus Kong movie. Um, it's been out for a couple of weeks now. Yep. Um, we really enjoyed it. We said, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool to kind of kind of talk about this?" And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to review, not a watch along, a review of Godzilla versus Kong. And if you have not seen it then you might want to turn the podcast off now unless you know you're unfazed by spoilers because there will be spoiler talk uh well unless you're hammy because hammy knew about this the whole entire plot line of this movie before he ever watched it and that's, well no what no I, I watched it before americans watched it <laughs> illegal or or safely one or the other but you watched well it. whether or not it was illegal i got to it before youtube struck it down oh wow okay so that's a thing uh, so the nostalgic factor for, for me anyway, is the old school 1963, awful, awful, awful acted, awful animated, awful, would you call it animation? No, it was not animated. Awful puppeteering. It's a guy dressed in a suit. Yeah. Before uh, the time, it was absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> yes. And, and as a little kid, it, it, it blew my little mind. It warped my fragile little mind. But I loved that movie growing up. I, I used to watch it like once a day for like two years straight. It was crazy. The original? Yes. Uh, I, I watched it whenever it came on WTTO 21. <laughs> Local station here at Birmingham. That had fantastic movies every Sunday afternoon. It did. It did. And then sometimes Usually Star had, Wars. They would cycle through the original. Trilogy. It would. It would before, you know, that became relevant again. So uh, um, I was, I was, well, I'm not going to say I was a fan of the 98 Godzilla. I was, by goodness, a fan of the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack was amazing. I think that is one of the first CDs I ever owned. Same here. Um, I've still got it. Oh, yeah. And I still listen to it. I'll listen to it, but here's, here's the, 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 crappy thing about it is you can't find it on a streaming service so i don't know if there's a copyright thing or if a, if there's a uh intellectual properties rights or something i i don't know well let's see it had of course puff daddy featuring jimmy page blood zeppelin fame right then come with me with cashmere's rift mm -hmm. which was uh I, my favorite song in, ju in junior high yeah going into high school uh had jamiroquois mm-hmm Deeper had, underground had silver chair. Yes. Had some fighters of foo. Oh, that song that they have on there. What was it called? Like a three twenty. That's it. And then it had uh days of the new. Uh huh. Which I, I I've got all these about. tunes going through my head as your name. Oh man. A Ben Folds five. Right. And then it had coming up for air <laughs> Sur searching for clues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is actually just, movie jargon i mean i usually listen to a lot of movie soundtracks but that's not one of them i could listen to <laughs> uh wasn't uh we could be heroes on there oh who was that wallflowers wallflowers, wallflowers you're right there. i think that was i skip uh, that song every time i thought that was track number one because track number two is puff daddy yeah um i used to go two four six seven eight and twelve I think is what it was. I know, but let me tell you what, that that soundtrack got listened to on many a field trip. Yes. Yes, it did. It went to uh, Moundville and back several times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, please, please, someone go and Google Moundville. And if Moundville has a has an uptick on Google, we want to take credit for it. We saved Moundville. <laughs> uh, yeah, little little Alabama history lesson there. So, um, cool place. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I got a boomerang there. I did too. <laughs> and guess what? They don't come back. They don't come back. Unlike the Simpsons has taught us. Man, I chunked it too. Oh, I did too. And it's always like, oh, you got to like use your wrist. You got to flick it with your wrist a certain way. I'm like, I, stupid thing's not coming back, dude. Ever how you're supposed to throw it, I didn't. Yeah. Because it went into the woods and was never seen again. Well, these things are just daggum plywood. That's all it was. Yeah. We we thought we had something great and wonderful. It's like, man, look at the aerodynamics of this. No, it's shaped like an L and you throw it and it doesn't come back. <laughs> It's got two little red tips on the end, and you throw it, and it's, it never comes back. Oh, man. We were so gullible. People saw us coming for a mile away. They did. Stupid Alabama school children. <laughs> uh, yeah, 98 Godzilla. Uh, I like the movie a little bit. I don't think, feel like they showed Godzilla enough. Uh, the original uh, Kong versus, King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I like the movie. Back when I was a kid, I hated the ending. Yeah. And and I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there now. Because of the ending in that movie, I have never liked King Kong. Because you and I are both Godzilla fans. I am a Godzilla fan. I'm a Godzilla guy. And see, we were hoping to have uh, at least Nick from Talker Go Home. Right. Now, Nick, Nick is, if you've he's listened to any, fan. he's a King Kong fan. But Nick is also a very big movie guy. Yeah. Like from a director and a cinemat a cinematography standpoint, Nick Nick's your movie guy. We really would have liked to have had him on tonight, but scheduling conflicts and whatnot. Oh, yeah. and same um, with Brandon, just couldn't you know line up. Right, but they're they're busy. Um, and 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 honestly, that's kind of why we're taking a little bit of a out of a break and coming back in August because we know we're all about to be busy. So, um, my buddy uh, Eric, mm -hmm. who uh, was on one of our Metal Gear Solid skits, yeah. Episode five, I think. Gave you your name. Uh, he's a King Kong guy too. Magma ostrich. You know, here's a little here's a little uh, trivia for you. Okay, where that name came from? In high school, back when the internet was new and cool, like somehow, some way, a buddy of mine found a website where you basically put in like your last name. Well, that's literally what he said in the skit, yeah, too. It's just like it. And mine came out Magma Ostrich. And that was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so that's just stuck with me ever since. It's kind of like my Spanish name was Javier. Yeah. It stuck with me forever since. I was Juan. <laughs> um, wow, we got we got a little off track there. Um, so you you told me something I didn't know about the original movie. Mm -hmm. And that was that there was actually two endings, kind of Correct. kind of the clue kind of thing. Right. So it depended on what region you were in. If you were in the Americas, you got the King Kong ending, King mm -hmm. Kong wins ending. And if you were, I guess, in the Pacific side. In um, Japan. Japan. Well, specifically Japan, that yeah, Godzilla yeah. won. Right. So basically at the end of the movie, they're, they're, they tumble into the water, into the deep, and they. One of them comes up. And one of them comes up and walks, walks away through the ocean and, and into the sunset. Yep. So all I got to see was King Kong win. I hated it. I wanted Godzilla to win with yeah. his awesome scream and his uh, radioactive. Well, it just makes more sense. He's he's Godzilla. Um, 
so the 98 movie was it, it's i can't watch it if i if i see it on tv it's hard to watch it is but the way they modeled that godzilla was was not quite like the i didn't like it you didn't like the model uh uh-uh. it was i didn't like godzilla. the story i didn't like the story i yeah, didn't the like story. the fact that they made godzilla you know a mom basically yeah, yeah laying eggs then laying eggs was... in madison square garden just I, I don't I just didn't like anything about it except the soundtrack. And I went and saw it in theaters and even then, as a bright eyed, bushy tailed little fourteen, fifteen year old, I was like, This is this is awful. Yeah, this is terrible. Why do they do this? Um, one more trivia before we before we leave out, uh, from, from the ninety eight. Do you remember uh the guy that used to do lifestyles of rich and famous? Oh gosh, hold on. Robin Leach. Yes. Yes. Look at you. Um, He hosted something on MTV back when MTV actually did music videos. Yes, we're that old. Um, The most expensive music videos ever. And and the Puff Daddy was number one. But it was disqualified because it was part of a soundtrack, not not of its own album. But that I always remembered that for some reason. Um, Michael Jackson's Scream was actually number one. When scream? You mean Thriller? No, Scream. He had he had a sound called oh, okay. a, a music video for the song Scream. Yeah, I, I was thinking Thriller. No, not Thriller. I mean that was just zombie dancing, so and eating popcorn. That was a fantastic video, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, we've discussed this that at one of our funerals, that dance shall be done. Right. <laughs> so, all right, that should be plenty of spoiler alert for everybody. Well, you know, we got through the '98 movie. Yeah, and then the 2014 movie comes around. And a lot of people were skeptical. Skeptical. Wow. Stroke I, stroke I, set in awful oh, early some, here. I'll tell you what, that those uh that, onion rings. That burger. <laughs> yeah, that burger. Uh delicious burger though. Big Chief and Glencoe. Go check uh, them out. Tell them Hammond's yeah. fam sent you. <laughs> They'll say who? <laughs> yeah, they will. So uh, so the twenty fourteen movie's coming around and a lot of people were skeptical about it. Uh, yeah, because it was it was a reboot. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. This whole was, new universe. But right, and and that's the thing. They were wanting to create a whole monster verse, um, which Toho, who does the mainline Godzilla movies, I think they've rebooted Godzilla three times. Yes. So, the most recent being twenty sixteen, Shin Godzilla. I watched a little clip of it. God bless them. They their Toho is still struggling with special effects. <laughs> But 2014, Godzilla comes around and went and saw it in a theater in Birmingham. I, I did not. I wish I would have because I ended. Up, I did end up watching this movie and it was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought they did a very good job. I went with uh, Alex and Goodman. I don't know who that is, <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. I I it, I thoroughly enjoyed 2014 Godzilla. I watched it again just the other day. Well, here here's the thing about the the reboot, the American reboot is traditionally Godzilla's always been this feared um gigantic lizard, fire-breathing lizard that has never really been the good guy. It just always seems that way. Yeah, he, he he's always been more of a villain. Maybe sometimes he'll be something of a anti-hero. Right. And so 2014 comes around and He's he's the hero, right? He's the he, he's the actual hero of the story, and they they set it up, and I thought they did a very good job setting it up. 
And a lot of people talk about how they didn't like the human story. I enjoyed the human story. You know, is is the guy who was just trying to get home to his family. Right. And he just he just keeps interweaving with Godzilla and those other monsters. But see, here here's here's the thing. Do you really watch these movies for the human story of this? The human story there's no there's no way to make the human story of this something that's gonna be Emmy winning. No, and and you're right. People don't go to it for the human story, but the human story is what drives the movie. Absolutely. I mean, if it's just monsters the whole time, it's 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 gotta be done right. Right. And it's gonna be expensive. Exactly. But you've gotta have some plot. Well, so I mean, that, that's, that's just like you said, it, it 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 chugs the movie along. It makes it move, pro, you know, progress forward, uh, and and show the story. But, um, as part of this, there was also a, I guess, a soft reboot of Kong. Yeah, uh, not connected to Peter Jackson's two thousand seven. Yeah, because it came out because it was one of the launched, well, kind of launch titles for. 360 the it was the and, kong the king kong and Skull it was Island. it was very similar to the original king kong it was set in the same time period right and king kong was the tragic villain in that one mm-hmm. but yeah kong skull island set in the same universe 2017 right and the whole time throughout these movies you got this organization known as monarch mm-hmm. which is hunting the titans which is what they consider these giant beasts like Godzilla and uh, Kong, Kong and, and then other ones you you learn later. Uh, I I think I know, I don't think they ever mentioned Kong in the twenty fourteen Godzilla. No, they did mention that Operation Castle, which is when the U.S. was testing nuclear bombs at the Bikini Atoll. Mm-hmm. That that whole thing wasn't a test; that it was trying to kill Godzilla. So it's cool how they tied that in. And that was again back in 1954. Right. Um, and so in this one, they don't really mention Kong Skull Island. I don't think they really mention Godzilla. They mention, you know, that there was something. Uh, John Goodman's character said that something sunk his ship. Mm-hmm. And he saw something. But that is where they start talking about Hollow Earth. Right. A little bit. And you do see an image of Godzilla. Uh, in the cave paintings. But this is basically what the MonsterVerse, from what I understand, they're set up because they wanted this movie, Godzilla versus Kong. They wanted to set it up. And so that's why they've, they they actually did a better job of it, of setting up these two characters and getting them together than DC did. I knew that was coming. I knew, I knew there was going to be a DC uh, zing there. I mean, I, I mean, think about it. It's, it's like, it's not like the Marvel movies, but with just two characters. Yeah, essentially. But see, well, we'll get into that when we when we get to the end of this. But um, so uh, Hollow Earth is just that it's it's the Earth that's that's hollow. This right. is where all these titans kind of originate, live. Exactly. And I guess they come to Earth's surface to fight. Well, Earth back in the day apparently was very radiated, and they feed off radiation. Mm-hmm. And as Earth radiation kind of subsided right they you know either went into high uh hibernation right or they went back to the hollow earth which is where the core is and apparently a ton of radiation right even though they didn't really seem to think there's a lot of radiation in this movie that we're going to talk about but so finishing up kong skull island 
walk me through why exactly are they trying why are they trying to find Kong? What are they trying to do? Are they just trying to study him? Well, they've they found this island, Skull Island, and it's surrounded by this perpetual hurricane. Mm. Um and so no one's ever gotten into it. It's set in the seventies. Um Monarch at this point is a very small organization within the US government. Um John Goodman's character is one of the main guys at Monarch, if not the top dog. And he's got this obsession with finding these Titans. See, they know about them already. Right. Through Godzilla, through the stuff in the fifties. Mm-hmm. They know they're out there and he's wanting to get there for two reasons. Number one, to find if there are Titans there. And number two, because they're starting to think about this hollow earth theory. And, and this they is th- a gateway. Right. They theorize there's one on Skull Island. Right. Okay, so they find out about Godzilla. They're wanting to capture him. Godzilla, gosh, you might listen to me. They Kong. find out about Kong. They're wanting to capture him. That's the premise of the movie for the most part, right? I mean, they're just trying to capture him. Oh, they're trying to kill him. <laughs> I thought they were just trying to capture him. Uh, Samuel Jackson's character is all for killing you. And, and it's been a while since I've watched it. I was re-watching it today and didn't get to finish it. Okay. But... I guess um, so because they were yeah they were shooting John, missiles and stuff yeah and John Goodman's character is basically wanting to prove that they exist to the government mm-hmm. so they can come back and eradicate them because he was the only survivor of his shipwreck and it doesn't say who the Titan is that destroyed his ship but it just that it, it was a Titan right and because he just associates all Titans with that that he wants to get rid of Kong correctly okay all right so. You take everything you learned in this movie, like you said, it's set in the seventies, and you go to. I guess it's, I, I kind of refer to any sequel as Godzilla Two. Yeah, King of the Monsters. But it's yeah, King of the Monsters. Now, I didn't watch this until just a couple of days ago myself, and I told you I just kind of didn't pay a whole, whole lot of attention to the story. I was more focused on the battles with with the different you know monsters and stuff. Oh, see, I was full on story. Okay. I was almost skipping battles. Oh wow, okay. Um well see I watched this. It was it was me and Maze. It was probably like nine thirty at night, and I'm trying to get him in bed, and he's like, Oh, well, I watched this movie a ton of times. So like, well, I've never seen it. And he's like, Well, just go to the battles, they're really cool. I was like, Okay, buddy. You know, so we're kinda watch, sitting there watching it before bed and I didn't get a chance to go back and actually watch it. That's watch what it, you get so. for listening to a twelve year old. <laughs> he's almost thirteen. <laughs> not quite. He'll be um, sure when he gets there. Yeah, maybe. Probably but not. yeah, King of the Monsters is a definite step up as far as technology for the humans uh you know in, in the in the 2014 godzilla you know it's pretty grounded pretty based in reality mm-hmm. as far as what humans can do mm-hmm. and it's just them fig- trying to figure out you know where these titans stand you know how can we deal with them the, and they gosh they make so many mistakes with yeah them. and they make even worse mistakes in king of monsters because they've they've Grown since then, they're monitoring them. They're watching Godzilla from a base called Castle Bravo, which is interesting because Castle Bravo was the name for the operation where they uh, this are the specific testing within Operation Castle where they dropped the bombs hmm. that they show they were using against Godzilla. That's where I was hoping Nick would be here because that's a little in his history thing there. Yeah, y'all can have your little inside joke later. But anyway, uh, so King of the Monsters, you know, 
don't want to get too deep into that, but that goes into more of the hollow earth. They talk about that. You're seeing the technology, the crazy technology they've got. Well, it goes into hollow earth, but it also goes into what you were talking about would be dormant. Cause at one point when all these monsters start waking up, they're like mountains. Yeah. Like they're underneath these mountains. All of a sudden they wake up and there's mountains crumbling underneath them as they're, as they're waking up. Right. Um, and monster zero Ghidorah find out is not from earth. He's actually an extraterrestrial mm. who has something of control over the Titans and is wanting to use them to basically terraform our planet into something more that he needs. King Ghidorah. Is that not how they? Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause at that point he's referenced as the king of the monsters. Cause they're kind of right. following his lead. Like he's right. He has that control control. Over. Right. Uh, of course, Godzilla beats him um, after going well, Super Saiyan. Well, that the final battle. Well, let, I, I do kind of want to touch on that because that was just kind of cool. But he, had, I don't know, he doesn't actually die. But there's one point where they have a battle, and Godzilla rips off one of the heads. Yeah, that and, that's where humans screwed up, right? There, right, because he was going to kill Ghidorah right there. He had him beat. And they they and they, they ripped off one of the heads, and then that massive missile comes in, the oxygen destroyer. Right, it, it sucked all the oxygen out. It's supposed to kill everybody, but it didn't yeah. kill Ghidorah. Ghidorah gets away. Yeah, it didn't it didn't phase him necessarily. It it did a lot of damage to Godzilla, but he was able to escape to his home. But but before you get there, he you're right, he did. But at the time of watching the movie, you don't really know that because they're kind of detecting his heartbeat because it's so right. loud, and it actually goes goes away and they're like oh he's gone so yeah. they're like well there goes our last hope you know and they've got all this technology where they're like okay we got to use the technology to try to try to win and, and you and, ain't yeah no way i mean it's pretty much established in all these movies that we're at the mercy of the titans sure and yeah no and that's the cool part where they find godzilla's lair it's basically atlantis mm -hmm. so you find out that they have been here a long time humans have worshipped them but Anyway, that sets up the Hollow Earth thing, which they're going to use a lot in Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm -hmm. um, they talk about Kong and Skull Island a lot in that movie. Right. And basically, Kong is kind of isolated from the other Titans. But he's what they consider another alpha. Mm -hmm. So him and Godzilla are both alphas, and they're going to butt heads when they meet. Right. Everyone knows it. So finishing up um, King of Monsters. Is it King of Monsters? I keep, I keep saying Yeah, that's it. Time. Ghidorah comes back. Godzilla shows up. Godzilla gets his butt kicked. Yeah. The Ghidorah, Ghidorah's powering up with the electricity. Right. Um, the humans use their technology to lure Ghidorah away so Godzilla can, like you said, kind of power up, power up his radiation. Well, Mothra comes in. Mothra comes in. She sacrifices herself. Now, I was going to ask that question. She, she actually perishes in this movie. Yeah. Okay. He, he, uh, Ghidorah hits her with her or with his power beam attack or whatever. Right. And she completely disintegrates, but it the, falls on to Godzilla. The dust or whatever. The, the, yeah. And they talk about how Mothra and Godzilla, their species have something of a symbiotic relationship. Okay. I was going to ask now is they consider her the queen and Godzilla, the king. Okay. Mothra is the way they kind of had it set up in this movie. Mothra was kind of, it wasn't a creation of the humans. I'd be incorrect no. in saying that, but she had some kind of 
I guess because she's getting into this cocoon form. Like they found her when she was in her cocoon form, right. maybe. And she comes out in caterpillar form. Right. And escapes and then comes out in her moth form okay. finally. Like I said, I kind of skipped through a lot of the dialogue, but I mean, all that makes sense. All that, you know, kind of based on the battles and stuff. Now you've got other, other monsters in this as yeah, well, you got but, Rodan. These, but these are the two big ones. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla looked awesome when he went yeah. in his full, full nuclear stage and completely decimated Ghidorah. Oh, a hundred percent destroyed. So him. we thought, well, we'll get, just bear in mind the head he ripped off in the ocean. Yes. Uh, it ends with all the monsters. Basically, oh, is that the one? Okay. Yeah. With because he's eating the other one at the end of the movie. Yeah. Okay, he he holds it up in his mouth and just blasts it in smithereens. But not only that, Ghidorah was able to, like a starfish, regenerate yeah. a head. So that was I thought that was kind he of he was a like Sale from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> we Godzilla in. had to go level Super Saiyan too. We worked in a lost reference and two Dragon Ball Z references into a movie about King Kong and Godzilla. So, oh man, we're nerds. We yeah. are. So yeah, he, he and at the end, Godzilla's the, the Godzilla's team. a hero again. The other Titans come up and basically bow to him. They're like, "Oh man, yeah, you you are a top dog. You were definitely top dog." Uh, and the clips at the end you see where the other uh, Titans are actually helping the Earth, helping to like rebuild Earth. Um, and then that they they found another Mothra egg, so Mothra's coming back. Okay. Um. So yeah, and that was like a post-credit scene, kind of like a Marvel thing. Yeah, that was during the credits. The post-credit scene is where the villain, which was uh, Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones, yes, uh, buys the severed head that of Ghidorah that Godzilla destroy uh, ripped off in the ocean, okay, off the coast of Mexico. That's where he goes to that place in Mexico, right, and gets it. And so that sets us see, up to this movie. And see, a lot of that backstory, I, uh, obviously, I miss. So that that does. I help recommend make... watching the movie. It, it's really good. I don't know why some people didn't like it. I I've really enjoyed it. I still say, twenty fourteen Godzilla is my favorite. It's because it's different. It's because they don't have the technology. It's more grounded, and I really like the human story. But King of Monsters was fantastic. Right. So getting into Godzilla versus Kong. This story is set five years after these events. Right. Um, you, you start off and they've got um, Kong and he's in this Thunderdome looking thing. He's in the Truman Show. <laughs> like he even gets up and he's like, he wakes up and he's like scratching his butt and he goes and gets under the waterfall. And the next thing you know, he goes and he takes a tree and he throws it at the sky yeah. toward the sun. And then you see the 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 sun kind of shatter a little bit, and he yeah. what he's doing he's throwing at this top of this dome that's housing him. Well, the the reason being is, and and they state during the movie that the storm that's surrounding Skull Island has moved in, and completely made Skull Island basically uninhabitable. Mm -hmm. uh, they've made this dome to not only house him in the environment that's more akin to how it was before the storms, but it also wiped out the indigenous people that were there. And so this is all set, what, nearly 40 years after right. uh, Skull Island. Mm -hmm. It's wiped out the indigenous people except for that little girl. Mm -hmm. 
who can speak to him. Right. She can sign to him. And that that's kind but of a big thing also, in the movie. They're also keeping him up because they don't want Godzilla to find him. They know that they're both alphas. They know that they'll both fight. Right. So the whole synopsis of the story is they can kind of sense each other. And whenever they sense an alpha or a threat, they will, one will try to find the other some way or another. Right. And usually it's Godzilla since I guess he's got the best scent seeker or something. Well, I don't know. He's, he's Well, just because yeah. you're king doesn't mean all of a sudden your senses get heightened, but I don't know. I've never <laughs> been king. <laughs> so, so that, that's where they come to is they, is they have, they're uh, trying to keep them away from each other. Right. And at the same time, Godzilla randomly quote unquote, randomly attacks Pensacola, Florida, which is a fantastic location for, you know, anything that has to do with just sensor technology stuff. As long as he didn't destroy McGuire's Irish pub, I'm all right. So he comes up, he takes down, and people are like, oh no, Godzilla's turned on us. Right. He's going crazy. Uh, but then you see that the character, I can't remember for the life of me his, his name, the the conspiracy theorist. Madison Russell is the girl. The 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 guy who has the podcast, Bernie. 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 And he gets in and he sees that there's some weird technology happening with his company, Apex. Bernie Hayes. I think they're called Apex. It is. Apex um, Cybernetics. And so he feels like they're doing something to enrage Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like in King of the Monsters, they had that orca, that machine, right, that could uh, basically communicate to the time. Right, and, and and that's how they lured Ghidorah away right. from Godzilla, let him power up. And so it's almost like they're doing something similar here. Mm-hmm. And so, as far as people know, our, our Apex is taking this opportunity, saying, "Oh no, look, Godzilla's bad." Right, and this false flag attack, and they're saying we need to get. Uh, Kong to fight Godzilla mm-hmm. because Godzilla's turned on us and we need Kong. And they're also trying to get to hollow earth. And this is, this is the bulk of what they want, right? They believe that there is a source of energy at the core of the earth in the hollow earth that will give them the power they need to power, power their power, what they're building that right. we'll get to in short in just a little bit. <laughs> And so all these pieces are coming together. But you, you as a, as the watcher of a film are kind of piecing these together. But of course the people in the movie are not because you're seeing, you know, behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. Right. And, um, you know, it, it's like I said, at this point in the movie, you're seeing some crazy technology from the humans. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw this before I saw King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters kind of bridges 2014 in this movie because you see that huge technology jump which was right. kind of mind-blowing a little bit about it. a little bit because they went like i said from very standard realistic tech in 2014 to straight up sci-fi yeah well one of the things that they talk about are when they're trying to find uh hollow earth are these heaves these heave vehicles yeah um and, and basically it's a miniature space shuttle i guess kind of yeah they look like the shuttles from uh star trek they're uh so so the theory is well well they find the professor who's actually his brother 
tried to get to Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. So you have to find these gateways that go into the world. And at one point you hit basically this gravity well. It's a reverse gravity effect. Yeah. And it flings you down into the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. But once you get down there, if you survive it, it's 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 trippy because the gravity changes. But now from a from a visual aspect, looks amazing. It does look amazing, but it looks like two mountains on opposite end. It, it looks like well, you know how when yeah. you can see We'll, we'll get to okay. Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Hollow oh, Earth. Ow. Yeah, we were, those <laughs> hobbits. And, and at this point, you have to kind of accept that they're not going to... <laughs> that there's going to be a lot of suspension of disbelief. Yes. Yes. And this is where Hammy's uh, world-famous phrase of giant lizard versus giant ape comes yeah, into effect. You kept, you kept bringing up, like, how can they... And I'd be like, dinosaur versus giant monkey. <laughs> Just just stay focused on it. I appreciate that the movie did this, by the way. They take some pretty uh, outrageous stuff and just roll with it. It's like, sure. you know what? We're not going to make this movie to, to make people rethink the way they live. Yeah, we, this movie is what it is. It says in the title. It's a giant dinosaur versus <laughs> a giant gorilla or monkey. That can sign language and talk to humans. Yes. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just watch the just movie. Just watch the stinking movie. Be entertained. And it's cool because the director, Adam Wingard, he uh, has apparently got some roots in Alabama. Yeah, I think he's actually from Tennessee, but I think, he, like you said, he does have some roots in Alabama. He, he said that when he was a kid, he had an argument with a friend over who would win this fight. Uh, well, you and I already know who would win this fight. Yeah. And so he got to grow up and make the movie and pick the winner that he wanted to win. God bless you, Adam Winger. Thank you. That 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 is a cool sentence to say too. I grew up. We had a we had a fight, and it's that, that's like me and you having a discussion over which Ninja Turtles the best, and you saying, "Oh, it's Leonardo," and me saying, "Well, it's Michelangelo," and you say, "Well, I'm gonna make a movie, and by God, my guy's gonna win because." I can do it, and it's my movie. I like to think that he went to his friend's house after he made the movie. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's like, you you owe me some baseball cards. <laughs> here to collect. So, uh, anyway, so now they're trying to get Kong to fight. Well, actually, no, let me back that up. They're, they're not necessarily wanting Kong to fight Godzilla. They're wanting Kong to find Hollow Earth. Right. And so that, that's where they get him on the ships mm-hmm. and great series of events on the ships. Yes. Well, they've um, got him restrained. They got him sedated. Mm-hmm. You learn that he can actually speak or, or not sign. speak. Yeah. He can sign. Right. So he can understand what we're, what we're saying and he can sign it back. He doesn't understand what we're saying. He still has to have the girl I, as a communication. I think he does. Uh, I don't know. Cause she's she, the one that still had to tell him home. Well, she and, was telling him that, uh, uh, she was, or she we was weren't. telling the grown lady that he doesn't like your plan. He doesn't think it'll work. Well, how do you know the little girl didn't tell the plan? I, I don't. That know. is I true. Mean, well, e- either way, he he's we can communicate with him. There you go. That's all that matters. That's that's the point. Giant blizzard versus giant gorilla. Uh, on the on the way there, of course, Godzilla senses senses calm. him because he's kind of in his territory there yeah. in the water. They have a fight. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, we're watching this with Nick and Nick's like, see, look, Godzilla is killing people. 
Kong Skull Island. The first time you come across, or the Americans come across King Kong, he starts killing them yeah. and eating them. <laughs> How dare you? Tasty morsels. <laughs> we're just, we're like the little people on uh, Primal Rage. Primal Rage, exactly. You go out there and start worshiping, you pick them up and eat them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they have a little fight, a little spat on the ocean. Godzilla yeah. wins. Yeah. They're able to get away because they convince Godzilla that Kong is unconscious or, or beaten and that the ships are powered down. Yeah. Yeah, um, that they they that they had basically given up. And he's like, okay, there's no more threat here. So he goes away. Uh, on the other side, of course, you've got um, Millie Bobby Brown's character, Madison, uh, who was in King of Monsters. Yeah. This is uh, Eleven from yeah. Stranger Things. Her friend and Bernie have teamed up. And they're trying to get to the bottom of Apex because they don't believe that they don't, they don't Godzilla's believe, turned evil. Right. They don't believe what the media is trying to paint Godzilla as. Where, while the little girl is, you know, able to communicate with Kong, Millie Bobby Brown, she can't really communicate with Godzilla, but she, you know, is a Godzilla fan. Sure. Uh, I mean, he shed that famous scene in King of Monsters. I was going to say, she, she was right there yeah. when all this has went down. She lost her mother during that fight. And that so, was such a cool scene when she's faced on Ghidorah and the beam comes and hits Ghidorah and yeah. she just kind of smiles and looks back and there's Godzilla walking out of the water with all the jets flying behind. Yeah. Oh man. God, it was awesome. America. So yeah. So they're trying to get to the bottom of it. They're trying to prove that Godzilla isn't evil. Right. Uh, so after this scene, they, they get Kong to Antarctica. Antarctica. To the original movie, lifting him in the net with the yep. helicopter. Yeah, there was a couple of throwbacks with that. So yeah, they lifted him in this net because they wanted to make it to where um, Godzilla couldn't sense him. They could sense he could sense him on the ocean, but if he flew him over the air, Godzilla couldn't sense him. So they they get him to Antarctica, where there is a tunnel that goes to Hollow Earth. Uh, Kong is very hesitant to go in, but the little girl signs to him home. Yeah. And that there might be others like him. Right. Well, she wasn't lying. She I mean, wasn't. That's where he came from. She wasn't. She 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 did not lie. She didn't know. Yeah. But she basically said there could be, a, you know, there could be others down there, you know, family, I right. guess, basically. So Kong takes off and then they jump in these heaves and follow him. Yep. And he gets, I guess, to the middle of Earth and hollow Earth. Yeah. That's where that's gravity takes place. And, and now describe it. Uh, well, Kong is falling and he hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he he gets about halfway in and it's like two mountain ranges are like above each other. Yeah. They're kind of converged on top of each other. And what I was going to say. Some of the best special effects. Can I just say that? Yeah. Holy cow. Special effects knocked out of the park. You know how it looks like when you Sound look into, a, into a, a puddle of water, like dirty water, and yeah. you can kind of see the reflection back. Think about a mountain looking at another mountain and basically the tips like they're about to touch. Yeah. Is really what it looks like. So there's kind of, even though it's hollow earth and it's, you know, within earth, there's almost like two different levels of. because Yeah, because the gravity from right. each side is coming together. Which, right. Which, you know, you would think that that would be more spherical, but hey, you know what? Dinosaurs, giant monkeys. <laughs> Where does the air come, up, come from? Dinosaurs, Dinosaurs versus giant, giant monkeys. Yep. So yeah, he goes falling in to the point where the gravity, the other gravity grabs him and he starts falling back upwards and hits the ground. <laughs> so while all this is going on, um, you've got Bernie 
and uh, Madison and and her friend Josh, they go into the wreckage of Apex in Pensacola, and they start snooping around. They find you know sub basement because these uh, <laughs> that's something else, man. These companies build some massive freaking bases way in the bottom. Like you could fit a city in, yes. in this building. It's like it's like old New York inside of new New York. Yeah, they get down there. <laughs> Is that my first Futurama that reference? Was. That was probably the first one we've ever had. <laughs> so, yeah, they get in there and they find where they've got the Skullcrawler eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skullcrawlers were God, uh, Kong's enemies. Right. Um, and Skull Island. And they take that tunnel that goes from Pensacola. Well, they get to Hong they Kong. yeah they get caught in in this uh it's like it's, it's a monorail right basically monorail monorail. <laughs> God, I wish we could put the monorail song in right here, like in the background. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they're they're stuck on this monorail. It's going to Hong Kong, and they can't get out. They can't do anything. So they just kind of take a nap, don't they? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, what else are you gonna do? It's gonna be a long trip. I mean, yeah. It's a I tunnel. mean. And it's going super fast. Don't get me wrong, but it's still a long trip. Because you're like, a tunnel from Pensacola to Hong Kong. Dinosaurs versus... Wouldn't that take take years to build? Uh, Of all places to have a direct tunnel to Hong Kong, why Pensacola? New York, I can understand. The portal to Looney Tunes World is in Alabama. Country Club. And there's no uh, such thing as a Birmingham Country Club. Yeah, there's, there's another one under the parking lot of Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> I love this podcast. I love doing this with you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Please so, let us know if you get that reference. Yes, absolutely. So once they kind of get to Hong Kong, um, Apex headquarters, they, they stumble onto a test of mecha godzilla yep dun 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 which like we said was what apex has been working on the entire time is this mecha godzilla thing but they need the power from hollow earth to power it so it's all kind of coming together of why apex is interested in kong why apex is interested in the hollow earth theory yep um because they want to be top of the food chain again they want to kill the titans mm -hmm. they're going to make this giant Mecha Godzilla to do it, and they're using the skull from the Ghidorah head that Godzilla decapitated to basically be a supercomputer for this thing. Right, but but how do how how in the world do we explain this? The Mecha Godzilla that they're wanting to power that is using the nervous system of Ghidorah works telepathically someone has to drive it yeah someone has to drive the mecha godzilla right so basically there's somebody sitting in the skull of Ghidorah that's got all this telepathic stuff going on that's controlling mecha godzilla dinosaurs versus giant monkeys okay and i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just trying to explain kind of what's going on because it was a little hard Look, for me to wrap my head around. oh it is and and trust me when when you go into this movie if you haven't seen it yet and for whatever reason you're listening to our spoiler filled review um you you you've got to go in with suspension of disbelief this is not a movie that's like i said it's going to make you have feelings or, or change the way you think or right. make you scratch your head or like, man, I need to, you know, look into that. 
This is a fun movie. Right. This it, is absolute blast. Cause let me tell you, special effects are incredible. Cinematography is incredible. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack and the fights are absolutely the best. Right. They've ever been. So, so you have a telepathic guy sitting in the skull of King Ghidorah controlling Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a facility in Hong Kong, which is connected to Pensacola, Florida, by a long tunnel underground. Are you caught up? Good. So they've stumbled onto this test, and they've, they're releasing these monsters for Mecha Godzilla to fight. Yeah, skull crawlers. But they, they, are not, they realize that Mecha Godzilla doesn't have the power to do anything. Right. They can only use him for so long. For so long before this power is completely drained. So now you know why everybody's going to hollow earth. But Mm -hmm. at this point it's when this team of three gets caught. Correct. Not yet. Okay. It's a little later on. It it pans back over to the team in hollow earth where Kong is, uh, like he gets to the throne room. Right. See, the scientists had a theory, uh, and this is something else of ancient, was it ancient memories or something like that? Uh-huh. Which is kind of the same concept in Assassin's Creed where you, where memories are basically imprinted on DNA. Right. And so they feel that King Kong will have memories of where he needs to go imprinted on his DNA mm-hmm. from his ancestors. And apparently they're right. Because uh, he finds well, this massive like throne room. Like well, said. it's kind of like how whales know to go to certain places to have babies, you know, where they were born to go have their, That's have true. their, have their babies. That's very true. So I mean, it, it does make sense, and it, and there's, the, and some, there's some of the real yeah, there's the realism that that comes into this. So yeah, they make it to this uh, this con- this um, throne room, or you find out that apparently the Kongs and Godzillas have had wars all yeah. all throughout their their history. Um, but there is this awesome weapon, yeah, the axe, the axe. And is the axe just laying on the ground from the it's war? It's sticking out of the skull of a dead Godzilla. Okay. Um, and it's made from one of Godzilla's, or a Godzilla's uh, fin. Right. So that's why it can hold the, the radiation. Power. Yeah. Uh, he gets in there, gets to the throne room. And, and who made it is what I want to know. Could it have been ancient people that made it? I don't think. I think it's too big. You think about who's holding it. That's true, but there are statues and stuff, yeah, of Kongs. And well, during during all this time, the Apex team that supplied the heaves, um, they draw power from. Well, yeah, Kong lays down the axe, right? Invention, and it starts charging up the axe mm-hmm. with the same blue radiation that powers Godzilla, right? And when it zooms out, like it's all arranged in like a circle, it's like a long Godzilla, yeah. And so it's drawing power. So they find the power source they need and they're like, okay, we're going to take that now. Right. And and they're just getting a sample of that power, right? Well, it's weird. This is another suspension of disbelief moment. They've got that little robot scanning it and somehow it's uploading. Kong, it's uploading the power from one area to another via Wi-Fi. I, you know what? Giant lizards, giant apes. I'll say this. They ain't using Windstream either. <laughs> Alabama internet. So Godzilla, meanwhile, has gotten to Hong Kong. He senses, well, and, and by the way, this whole time they find out that they he's been sensing Ghidorah. Right. That's why he rampaged in Pensacola. He sensed Ghidorah. Right, because there was a 
eyeball there? Yeah, there was an eyeball that they had stored there that they shipped to Hong Kong. He's sensing. But all was this it happening. was it the eyeball that was drawing the power, and that's what what caused Godzilla to be there and then destroy the the facility in uh, right. Fence Skull? Okay, yeah, he was sensing basically another Alpha Ghidorah. Sure. Uh, he gets to Hong Kong because he's sensing it, but then he also senses the power in the center of the Earth, and that's when he just lets loose his beam and blasts a hole from Hong Kong to the center of the Earth, literally the size of Godzilla. I mean, this is a huge hole. I think that would probably destroy the world if that happened. Yeah. I'm no scientist. <laughs> but Batman's a scientist. Yes. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> but so so meanwhile on Hollow Earth, it's like Apex is turning on the good guys. because like, aha, we're here to steal the power. We stole the power. We're getting out of here. Nope. King no. Kong kills him. King Kong kind of, I, I guess, maybe the little girl signed to him. I don't know. But he realizes, okay. No, they're shooting at him. I, I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be funny there. Shut up, Mammy. Because he grabs the ship, the heave, and he looks in it. And he's like, anybody in there I care about? Nope. Yeah, and then Boom. just crushes it. Uh, the beam, the Godzilla's beam comes through the ground. Right. Because that's a thing. <laughs> and and Godzilla or King Kong jumps in. Yeah. With the axe to go take on Godzilla again. In Hong Kong. Right. And the good remaining good guys, which is the the professor guy, uh-huh. the uh the grown lady, up lady. The grown up lady that's taking care of the kid and the kid. And the kid. I don't remember any other names. Their names are unimportant. All you need is Godzilla. It's not Godzilla and King Kong, so let's just keep going. They get in their last remaining he even follow. Um, yeah, they they go through Godzilla's newly bored tunnel back to yes. back to Earth. So basically, Godzilla sent Kong, made a huge tunnel, and said, "All right, big boy, come get me." Either that or he was trying to hit him. I don't know. Either I, way, I, I don't know either. Either way, King Kong made it from the center of Earth to Hong Kong in record time. <laughs> Godzilla had only gone like five steps, <laughs> yeah. and so he comes out. They have a fight. The good guys come out, have the awesome sequence where they're. They come zipping out of the 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 tunnel. Right. And they're trying to avoid getting hit by both Kong and right. Godzilla. So they have a fight. The the axe. Well, there he goes. We're no longer recording. Test, test. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Recorder fell off. And he got so excited. Well. And he just couldn't hide there's it. There's a spider web. There's more cords here at my feet than there are tunnels in the earth in this movie. I doubt that, but let's keep going. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, the axe proves to be a great equalizer. Very much so. As Kong is able to land several hits on Godzilla. Godzilla tries to use his atomic breath, which Kong is able to absorb with the axe and charge it up to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Clint, who... In the end, it's not enough. It is not, and who shall remain victorious? Because it goes to Godzilla. Yep, because he basically knocked King Kong out. And he went full-on rage mode. That was an awesome sequence where he's crawling on all fours like a giant alligator. Yeah. And takes down Kong. I felt bad for Kong. Man. A little bit, because is this the point Starts where... Starts clawing him up. Yeah. Is this the point where Godzilla roars at Kong, and Kong roars back, yeah. and just kind of gives up? Well, before that, he had chunked King Kong and dislocated his left arm. 
Yes. And then just starts beating him, knocks him down, crawls on top of him, Mm -hmm. takes his foot, stomps him. You can hear, I think you can hear like bones, maybe not cracking, but. Kind of that sense. Yeah. yeah. And then he just gets in his face and roars at him. Kong roars back, but then like does not, like he understands. But you can tell from his expressions, which by the way, they did a great job giving both these monsters personalities. Yes. And you could actually see expressions on their face. Right. Like you can, Kong, you can, you can see, see the anger. You can see the, the anguish. You can see the, how much he cares, you know, the, the yeah. caringness in you, his eyes. You can see in Godzilla is Godzilla is basically stay down. Right. Just stay down. I'm not here for you. It's like Shawn Michaels talking to Ric Flair. It says, I'm sorry. I love you. And then <laughs> super kicks him. Sweet chin music. <laughs> not Shawn Michaels throwing Mar- Marty Jannetty in the barbershop window. <laughs> Oh man. I love this podcast. I'm so glad that we are. Anyway, and you can see in Kong's face, he's like, I'm still defiant, but I know I'm beaten. Right. And even afterwards, Godzilla gets off and starts walking towards where he senses Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Kong tries to stand up and falls. He's uh, he's KO'd. He's unconscious. Right. And and this is the part where they flash back to the Layer. I want to call it a layer. Millie Bobby right. Brown. Yeah, who's been captured? They, they, they've gotten captured. This guy's kind of <laughs> the bad guy. Gives his monologue as villains as villains always do. do. Um, and then somehow or another through telepathic communication, well, well, they get the power. They get the power to make a Godzilla. Right, He's at full one hundred percent power. Yeah, and it's and the power's not going anywhere. It doesn't diminish. It's everlasting. It's like you know the power song from the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. But unfortunately for them. Some of some of King Ghidorah has remained in his skull. Yes. So Ghidorah takes over the um oper- Well, he takes over the operator. No, he doesn't take it. He kills the operator. That's what I'm saying. He takes over the operator, kills him. Kills him, kills the bad guy once he takes over. And so now Mechagodzilla is basically run amok. It's not an AI thing, it's a Ghidorah thing. And Ghidorah is now running Mechagodzilla. He busts out of the mountain. Right. And starts taking on Godzilla and starts beating the Peoli mess. Now, Mechagodzilla is a lot bigger than regular Godzilla. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that I'd say regular Godzilla. It's a lot bigger than Godzilla. He's right. taller, bigger, more powerful. Obviously, he's got more weapons because, you know, he's got missiles and stuff and he can use his tail and, and do stuff with. All I could think of was the Dragon Zord from. Uh, <laughs> Power Rangers, the original burr, Power Rangers. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you. Thank you. Green Ranger was the best. He the was the best. There's no way he was not the best. Um, Yeah, Godzilla's Tommy. getting his butt kicked. And, I mean, Godzilla's trying to fight back. He gets in a blow or two, but Mechagodzilla's just way too much. So, the, the guy, the scientist, I guess, uses the heave. It's like a giant defibrillator, because they think... I feel like got, got King Kong's dying. I'm not sure if he's dying or if he's like going into hibernation. Because when they take enough damage, they do that. Well, they just the, like me. The little girl can sense that you know she's feeling the ground and said yeah. his heart stopping basically. Yeah, or it's slowing down. So it could be a bit of both um, or a bit of none either. But anyway, they use the the heave as a is a huge giant defibrillator, like you said, shock him back to consciousness. Mm-hmm. 
and she signs to him that Godzilla is not the enemy. Right. That is the enemy. Points to Mecha Godzilla. Right. Godzilla gets up, pops his shoulder back into place, which was cool. Yeah, he kind of just like rolled it a little bit, popped it into place, never let out a roar or a yell or anything. It's just like a total BA moment. It was like, yeah, I got this. And then as Mecha Godzilla is attempting to do the coup de gras to Godzilla, <laughs> using his his signature move of blasting into his mouth. Yeah. Uh, King Kong jumps up, grabs him, stops him, starts attacking him. Right. And there's that moment where Godzilla looks like, Holy crap, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, th- thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that huge smoking crater. And they uh, team up on Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, for a pretty cool fight scene. Um, we flash back to the evil lair where everybody's dead except for the good guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is the part that, even though I know dinosaur versus giant monkey, this part gives me a little bit of problems. Okay. Because as they're trying to figure out a way to help Godzilla and King Kong, they're at the control panel. Control panel. Now, Mecha Godzilla is still connected via satellite. Right. So that's still doing something with his operation. Because that's how Ghidorah is communicating. It's communicating is from that command center to the satellite back to Mecha Godzilla. So in order to interrupt it, what is it? I just love that you're trying to like this whole entire thing, this whole entire movie, you've been telling me <laughs> giant lizard versus giant eight. But this part, this is where they try to try to sever the connection and give Godzilla and Kong a chance. And this is the scene that you have an issue with. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, well, it doesn't make sense. They, they basically pour some liquid on into liquor. the console. It, Cause the guy had the, you know, you, yeah, you the hear the story yeah, right. that, where it says his wife gave it to her, his girlfriend gave it to his him, wife his sister gave it to him that yeah. she died. And he, the only time he'll ever drink it all is when he feels that he's at the end. Right. And he feels like he's at the end. So he's trying to drink, he's trying to give the kid some, yeah, the kid, the kid from Deadpool two then takes the liquor, pours it in the console and it, it interrupts the link and catches on fire <laughs> that it, causes a pause to make a Godzilla. Right. Because at this point he's actually starting to beat down both Godzilla and Kong. Right. And is about to kill Kong with his razor blade tail. Right. His drill bit tail. And that makes him stop just enough that Kong, I think is able to grab his ax and try to fight him with it. Yeah. Godzilla sees what he's doing. And fires up his blast straight into the axe to charge it up. Yes. So it's cool because they know, Godzilla knows what it can do. Right. And so Kong sees it and he's like, oh, okay. And he uses that to kill Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. So they both kind of get a win. I mean, Godzilla wins the fight between them. But King Kong is the one who delivers the final blow to Mechagodzilla. Right. And when we were watching this, I kind of made the uh, the reference to, you know, Thor charging Iron Man suit, the first Avengers, or whenever uh, Tony would blast in, or Iron Man would blast into Captain America's shield. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, ricochet some beams off and things like that. So it's, it's a good use of teamwork. And again, it's totally fantasy, totally sci-fi. I get it, but I enjoyed watching the teamwork between the two. I did too. I want to see more of it. They killed Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh Everyone's happy. Then there's a moment where, oh gosh, they might keep fighting. Right. And But then there's like a moment of mutual respect yeah, between the two. Kong drops his axe. 
Godzilla and Kong just kind of look at each other and it's like, okay, we can, we can coexist. Right. We can, we can do this. The NWO was formed. <laughs> uh, Godzilla walks out to sea. He's still mm-hmm. King, but now Kong, they've taken him down to hollow earth mm-hmm. where they can apparently go at will at will now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a huge hole in Hong Kong, so yeah. <laughs> kind of just whoo, right down it. <laughs> But spelunking, that's what they call it. Spelunking. <laughs> so Kong is a king of the hollow earth. Right. Or Godzilla is still king out in the surface. No post credit scene. No, there wasn't. So a little trippy on the end because you, you're kind of like, okay, how do how they coexist? What's going on? That's how they're going to do it. I've heard there's going to be an animated series on Kong being in hollow earth. Yeah. But I'm not 100% certain on that. I love the idea, though. So I want to see more of Hollow Earth. I'm actually excited about a future Kong movie in Hollow Earth. So Godzilla's lair is not part of Hollow Earth? No, it was on the surface. Okay. Okay, because whenever the movie ended, I thought, okay, because there's the the two lands, you know, that kind of touch each other. There's a difference in gravity between the two. Yeah. and all that. When the movie ended, I was under the impression that they were both in hollow earth, but one like ruled the ceiling and one ruled the floor. And I know that sounds weird on a podcast. Go watch the movie. You kind of understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But no. you're telling me that Kong is ruling hollow earth. Right. Inside the of it. And Godzilla is ruling the surface. Right. Okay. Which makes sense because majority of surface is water. Okay. Godzilla is an aquatic Titan. Right. What we saw of hollow earth is mostly land. Sure. King Kong. Okay. So that makes sense. And like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing movies, uh, more movies from both uh, monsters. And I would like to see more team-ups. Yeah, I would too. And and, and I was kind of saving, well, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed watching it with you guys. I enjoyed picking fun at it sometimes. I enjoyed the questions that we were asking. And then, of course, your answer of giant lizard, giant ape, let's just yeah. go with it. That, that, that really honestly made the movie a lot better. Cause if you tried to get out of that realm and try to make some sort of sense of it, it's just too hard to. Yeah. It's, it's going to require too much energy. Right. Um, and I think that's where the critics, stupid critics and their four thumbs up. I don't understand <laughs> why they trash a movie like this thinking that it's, not every movie is set out to win an Emmy, not or an Oscar it, or an Oscar. Yeah. Or an Academy Award. Well, that's what crit- critics like to believe themselves to be above everyone else. So they like to use a lot of fancy words and they like to tear stuff out up. It's like, Hey, this didn't make me feel a different way. It's like, shut up. It's time to write John Deere. This Dear was John. a fun movie. Yes, exactly. And that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like there's been some, some movies that are supposed to be fun movies that are just bad. It does happen. This is not one of them. They did everything right. They should have. Yes. It's under two hours. Yes. And it was action packed. Right. It didn't feel, it didn't feel like two hours. It didn't have to be, you know, a movie that's two parts. It's not a four hour long movie. And, and here's the thing too, was this movie surprised the crap out of me that it even came out because this is, this is pandemic movie. Mm-hmm. This movie came out on HBO max and was released in very, very, very few theaters. 
and it's like doubled its production cost through that. But it's been a massive success for absolutely to be a release, a quote unquote home released movie. Basically, it's been it's been massive for them. It has, and and that makes me hopeful for the future of the MonsterVerse because. Like I said, I told you before, I saw an interview where basically this was their end game. You know, it's like, we're just wanting to get Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And we want to get to that point and we probably won't have anything after that. And the MonsterVerse has been successful. I think so. But here, here's the issue that I have. And you can, you can giant ape, giant lizard, giant moth me to death. That's fine. Where do you go from here though? Name name me one other in this realm in this monster verse. Name me one other monster without going to going to your phone. Rodan, Behemoth, Skyla, Leviathan. And I thought I knew a lot about Mudo Godzilla. Prime. Godzuki. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I could see, but see, I don't see anybody. I could see Kong encountering some stuff. That would give him trouble. Well, well, people know Godzilla. People know Kong. People know, for the most part, know Ghidorah. And they know Mothra. And there's going to be another Mothra. Godzilla has basically, we've gotten the main villains for Godzilla. Right. With with Ghidorah and Mechagodzilla. Right. I don't, we've gotten Joker. We've gotten, you know, Penguin. Right. Is Counterman like the next one up? I mean, is, I'm is, not, is it such a huge fall off that that it's going to affect the series going forward? With, with Godzilla, I mean, it would almost... I, I don't know how much more they can do with him. Right. Um, m- You know, maybe something from outer space like Ghidorah. But you're going to start getting into... You're going to start burning start getting people too, out. Yeah, getting, pe- getting too far out there. Yeah. So it should really be... You know, not something you release often, but something when you get it right. Right. And I understand that. I mean, what was the really bad Japanese one, Japanese Godzilla that we were watching where he teamed up with Bionic Man or something? Oh, yeah. I don't even know the name of it. Uh, I mean, we don't need to get to that point. Yeah. I mean, keep them good. That, that's but, how they did it in those old movies. They kept bringing, oh, there's this other monster and this other one. Right. Know, this other well, one. they Dragon Ball Z'd it. And maybe, they, yeah. maybe that's where Dragon Ball Z came from. That That's always been my thing with Dragon Ball Z. I love the series and I love everything that they've done. This but is it's the after, most powerful villain of yeah, all time. Yeah, after we've beaten one of the most powerful villains, we found another villain that's more powerful. Then we find another villain that's more powerful. And it's like, okay, well, at what point do we get to the most powerful in this season, in this, in this <laughs> season ends? You know, It's when they become the most powerful villain. Maybe they are the villain. Mayhaps. That's what happened to Big Boss. It's not even getting to that. <laughs> Which Big Boss? Exactly. So, um, guys, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's it, it was a great movie. It's a good time. Uh, for it's the a most good... part, it's family friendly. There there's some language. There's a little bit of language, but it's 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 it's, I, I it's a good it. friend movie to watch and have be light hearted enough that you can kind of pick fun at it, but still enjoy it. Yeah, it's not so terrible. You're gonna make fun of it, it's and not, then in Saw movie, it takes itself too seriously. Right, I think they they did it right. Every review I've seen from it from normal, real human being people, <laughs> not critics, has said the same thing. We have it's it's fantastic. It just rolls with with the absurdity sure. of the whole thing, and they do a great job with it. Yeah. So, 
That is the Ham and Spam movie review. I give it five thumbs up. Hammy? I'll give it... I don't know. Four and a half. I just cut my other one no, off. I, I, <laughs> I was thinking of, of, of something stupid, but no, I liked it. <laughs> no, Dad, it's low fat. No. But this is this will be our season finale. Yeah, uh, we, we've had a lot of fun this season. Um, it, it's been good to jump back into the fold. We we started, what, right at Christmas or right after Christmas? Because it was the 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 Monday after Christmas on Friday. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you and so, your prepositional phrases. I love my prepositional phrases. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's been fun. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Thank God that was barbecue sauce. Cammy <laughs> just licked his shirt. And well, we I just saw thing. I assumed it was, and it, it was. Thank God. <laughs> I assumed I could. I have made so many Simpson references in this episode that it's not even funny. You really have. Um, so we want to we want to give people a definite, maybe maybe one game that is definitely going to be next season. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm you know what I'm thinking of. I have an idea what you're thinking of, but we've kind of already teased that we are going to do the uh, the the Halloween game. A thon. We've got to come up with a name for that before next season. We will, but you know, thinking of teasing a certain N sixty four game. Okay, that may or may not be my favorite of all time. Yeah. No, I don't know how you want to tease it. I'm I'm letting you do the suspenseful thing here. You know, there's just a good possibility that there could be a game about ocarinas reviewed next season that that is that is part of the plan certain person will ever get around to playing it that is also part of the plan so but yeah we're going to take a little break not not super super long just enough for us to kind of recharge the batteries and play some games that way we can review them for you Mm -hmm. guys so um thank you everybody for a tremendous season three our numbers have been up. That's the only thing that scares me about doing this, you know, and taking a little bit of a break. But, you know, just just like with uh, the finish the fight, guys, we've we've noticed that this can be a grind sometimes. Yeah, you can get burnt out pretty quickly. Yeah, and we don't want to do that because if we if we start burning out and just forcing stuff through, the content goes down. Um, and then when the content goes down, nobody wants to listen to, you know, monotone Hammy and monotone Clint. We still haven't discovered canadian bacon no and this will give him uh let's see or her that person yes uh what is this april so we got may june july oh we got four months off for canadian bacon to show themselves or else (laughs) (laughs) so else you'll never get your precious maple syrup back dude this has been a fun episode i've enjoyed it i have enjoyed it so uh, guys, we've got, I think two more episodes of talker go home still to go. So you've got another month of that to go. And then, uh, those, you know, over there, we're going to take a break there as well. Um, so get your podcast stuff in, drop us a line in the off season, man. Give us, give us a shout out. Just man, on Twitter. We, we enjoy talking to people. We enjoy, you know, hearing from you guys, you know, We've gotten some feedback, not as much as we'd like, but, you know, hopefully, you know, things will be on the up and up, you know, coming up for season four and, you know, we'll grow a little bit more. If you happen to know AJ Styles personally, 
but even though he's still my favorite. We're looking at you, Julio Jones. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how to how to end the season, man. This is this is odd. On a cliffhanger. We really should have planned this out. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> no, no cliffhanger. We're kidding. We'll see you guys next season. Thanks, guys. Up from the depths, 30 stories high.